Age to Practice, applying educational reading in the classroom. Join in the conversation using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. From Page to Practice is a podcast focusing on the application of educational reading in the classroom. Each episode features one book or article, my reflections and the thoughts of my guests on its use and impact in the classroom. Some episodes may also feature an introduction from the author. Hi and welcome to Series 4, Episode 2 of From Page to Practice. Today we're looking at the Behaviour Manual by Sam Strickland. Here's Sam to introduce his book. So my name is Sam Strickland and I'm the author of The Behaviour Manual, an Educator's Guidebook. And this is my third book uh, that that I've um, produced uh, and written. My previous two books were Education Exposed and Education Exposed 2. And in many regards, this probably should have been the book that that I should have written first, actually, uh, when when I kind of think back with with hindsight. Um, Behaviour is uh, is an area I'm hugely passionate about. Uh, It's an area... Uh, that I think is absolutely integral um, to school improvement, um, to your ability to lead a school, to your ability to effect change in a school, um, to the ability of um, all professionals to enact the curriculum, to teach lessons, um, for pupils themselves to actually be able to learn. Behaviour is, I, I would argue, ultimately the linchpin upon which everything hinges. And if you get behaviour right, then schools can kind of crudely put let rip in terms of what they're able to do and what they're able to achieve. And if behaviour um, is your Achilles heel ultimately as a school, then it's an area that you're always going to find will, will undermine you. And behaviour is so important uh, ultimately to, to anybody uh, at any le- um, level or layer within a school setting, whether you're a brand new um, professional to the profession, a brand new teacher, whether you're an experienced teacher, um, whether you're a middle leader, both from an academic or a pastoral perspective, whether you're a senior leader, a head teacher, an executive head, a CEO, behaviour ultimately is massive and it says everything about your school's culture. So this book, The Behaviour Manual, um, it spans uh, just short of 290 pages and the, the the book itself is split into three kind of key sections. The first section is entitled The Mothership. And what I'm referring to here is the school. This is thinking about the school in its biggest and broadest sense. And really, this section is geared towards leaders and getting leaders to think about and consider really carefully their role with with regards to driving positive behaviour within this school or schools and indeed an array of strategies and approaches uh, that they can undertake to to improve their school in terms of behaviour. Section two uh, is entitled The Satellites and this is referring to all the differing areas that make up a school community Uh, and ultimately this section of of the book is geared to the role that middle leaders play. And again, it's um, a shorter section within the context of the book as a whole because I'd promote middle leaders to read the the book in its entirety because I think every section of this book is incredibly important. 
but it really gets middle leaders to think carefully about the integral role that they play um, with regards to supporting the whole school, the mothership, but also their own satellite, their own domain, and indeed the teachers that operate at a direct level with, with them as a middle leader. The final section of the book is entitled The Micro Level, and this is um, getting colleagues to think really carefully about class-based behaviour strategies, and this is specifically for teachers, um, and irrespective of whether you are an ITT, uh, an ECT, uh, a UPS3 teacher with you know several decades worth of experience, I'd like to think that there's something in this section of the book for anybody uh, any layer of experience within the profession. The, the book itself, um, in its entirety, contains over 120 uh, strategies and approaches to behaviour. And each strategy or approach uh, has its own um, double-page spread. Uh, and the idea within each of these spreads is that I give um, a summary of what the approach is, some key considerations or steps of how to make this particular approach work, and then a warning, a health warning, and an advice kind of tip of things to avoid in terms of pitfalls and advice of how to make this work. The book is deliberately thought-provoking. There are lots and lots of questions for you to ponder on, to consider, uh, because I fully appreciate that every single context um, you know, in every single school is different ultimately. So the needs of school X to school Y to school Z will be different uh, and will require different thinking and different considerations. And the needs of one colleague to the next are also different as well, because as, as members of staff, we are all different. We all have our own needs and our own um, abilities um, and areas that we, we need to work on. The book itself, though, in terms of each um, of the strategies, they're deliberately pithy. This isn't to, um, to cheapen the book. Um, otherwise, the book could have easily been a thousand pages long, if I'm going to be really honest. But it's designed in such a way that it gives you short, sharp professional development, ultimately, which you can then very quickly and swiftly enact in your own setting. Um, and the book can be read either from cover to cover, so all the way through. It could be read as just one section at a time, or it could just be a strategy at a time. And in many regards, I'd promote people to consider perhaps just picking one or two strategies or approaches, taking those away, trialling them, and then if once you're confident and you've embedded a particular strategy or approach, then try a different, another one uh, to build up your, um, your overall armoury uh, and toolkit of approaches towards behaviour management. But I think this book is hugely important because behaviour is an area that, that plagues the profession in many regards. And yes, there are schools that have absolutely fantastic behaviour. That would be really remiss of me uh, to, to state that, that all schools have, have a massive issue with behaviour. But there are schools that, that struggle with behaviour. And there are pockets of fantastic schools that still have micro cultures of behaviour that aren't quite where they need to be. Um, and this drives professionals to distraction in many, you know, very much. Um, it, it's a, a consideration that's always at uh, the forefront of people's minds. So this book is deliberately designed to help the profession, to help anybody at any level 
um, within the, the the profession as a whole to really consider behaviour, to support with behaviour, and to be talking about behaviour. Um, and it's an area that I think can actually ultimately make the biggest difference to to teaching, to learning, and to outcomes. And I really hope that that people who have picked this book up um, have got something from it, have enjoyed it, um, and and have taken away lots of ideas that they can implement in their own setting. And I thank everybody that that has read the book so far for reading it. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. Thanks for your introduction, Sam. Today we have five reader reflections, so let's get started. Hello, so my name's Chris. I'm an aspiring middle leader who has covered um, pastoral roles, head of year roles, a couple of times in my... Uh, career so far and reading this book um, has really um, opened my eyes to the bigger picture in some ways um, given a lot of different perspectives around the role also provided with perspectives from senior leadership so seeing not just the big picture but the big picture from above my role that I um, I currently um, desire it also gives the perspective from a head teacher um, and everything that goes with that which is just so vast isn't it as we all can all appreciate but he even goes down to the early career teachers um, you know and gives a perspective on that maybe that you know I'm sort of six seven years in now um, and just sort of reminds you of their perspective and it just gives the whole length and breadth of all the different roles and perspectives within um, a teaching community. We've recently changed from a centralised behaviour system um, to a decentralised behaviour system um, and that sort of chapter was um, interesting for me. I really liked that. I actually tweeted Sam just saying how good that chapter was because I don't think he really says that one is better than the other but it's, it's a good debate, it's good discussion because there's positives and negatives to both. You know, without going into too much depth, teachers are there to teach versus um, teachers owning that behaviour and what happened in their lesson. Um, so it, it's a very good debate. Um, you know, I'm still trying to gather more and more people's insights on it. Um, hopefully, we'll sit down with a deputy head next weekend and sort of discuss in depth off the record, and that would be lovely. Um, I actually really like the chapter on um, like strategy and leadership. Um, but I, I mainly think it was strategy, not just within school, but strategy with you know with with what a teacher wants to accomplish. Um, you know that really hit home to me because it was you know Rome wasn't built in a day, and I've been to, I was told that on my first day of teaching uh, that Rome wasn't built in a day. But that strategy and strategic plan, writing things down, saying it again. Um, re- revisiting it it's really important so I like that chapter too I also really like and it's something I'm concentrating and trying to apply in school currently um, on behaviour as being a curriculum teaching behaviour um, the charity bike ride once with a deputy head I think he's now head in Wolverhampton and he, they teach how to behave. They talk about opening doors, how you open doors, how you walk down a corridor, how you grab your tray for lunch, how you 
uh, say please and thank you. Behaviour is a curriculum and that is what we're trying to apply currently in our school or I'm trying to implement in my teaching. Behaviour's curriculum needs to be woven into the fabric of um, everyday life, everyday school life and we need to teach, reteach, teach again. If you're spacing into leaving all Rose and Shine's principles of instruction, behaviour is a curriculum and that really hits home with me. I could continue on almost every chapter. I've, my book's got lots of uh, little sticky notes at the top of it, probably 40-odd of ones that I wanted to revisit and want to sort of look at if I'm doing a presentation at school or, or something like that. And maybe perhaps an interview soon, hopefully. Um, but I think it's just a really good book, really well written and planned out, so um, not necessarily reading chapter after chapter after chapter you can sort of pick it up put it down and Sam said this in, this, in the uh, the start of the book that you can pick it up put it down it's just a great book um, simple but very very thought provoking and makes you take a step back perhaps and look at like I said at the start the big picture all angles and then work out what's best for you to apply in your context in your school um, and in your area a friend of mine has just started his training year uh, to be a PE teacher I've recommended this book um, people at school have recommended this book and to anyone just thinking oh it sounds like a decent one I, there's not many more books that I've read that sort of hit home so many times um, and really make me think so if you're thinking about getting this book, I'd get it. I'm not being paid by Sam to say that. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd love to touch base with him. I thought I'd have a chat. Um, but if you're thinking of getting this book, I'd get it. If you want to add me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at underscore P-E cola. That's at underscore P-E-K-O-H-L-E-R. Um, happy to chat and ultimately happy to call if someone wants to thanks very much thanks for your time you're listening to from page to practice join the conversation on twitter using hashtag page practice podcast thanks chris it's great to hear how the books made you reflect and that you're willing to chat about this with other people if they're interested too and next we're going to hear from joe Hello, I'm Jo Hammond. I'm a primary school teacher. I've been teaching for about 24 years and I'm currently a senior teacher at a one-form entry primary school in North Essex. My Twitter and Instagram handle is at Jo Hammondes. Um, I'm talking about the Behaviour Manual by Sam Strickland and what I like about the book is that it is straightforward and it's no-nonsense advice which is written in a down-to-earth, uncomplicated manner which is very rare in some books these days, particularly about education. Um, as I read it, I started to think about the current behaviour system in my school, um, its merits and benefits and also its room for improvement and the ideas and uh, references that are made in the manual really do help, have helped me to think about um, how to move our behaviour system forward. My favourite actual part of the book, I think, are chapters 10 to 12. Uh, chapter 10 is the mothership routines. Obviously, being part of the senior leadership team, we have to um, continually uh, narrate and train and model our expectations and routines for both staff and 
pupils and I think every so often there needs to be like a refresh or a reboot of the behaviour system just to make sure everybody is adhering to it. Um, uh, then there's chapter 11 which is obviously the standards and expectations with the key mantra you permit what you promote and you promote what you permit and I think that goes without saying um, with a refresh as well. Uh, chapter 12 is very key, the importance of communication. I think we could all agree with that, which goes without saying, is one of the key ingredients in a school, which can also be a real bugbear in schools. Um, by allowing staff time to embed or percolate changes is very important, regardless of what it's all about. But with behaviour system, making sure that we all agree to it and give it time to be embedded. Um, Applying it to practice, I think the key thing I'm going to be doing is making sure we have a behaviour reboot. We need to make sure that this centralised behaviour system that we do have um, is being used consistently because sometimes when there is new staff, obviously you get some staff who don't agree or with certain parts of it. So we've got to make sure that it's consistently uh, adhered to and used and led by the mothership in a, a confident way. Um, a particular strategy that has worked well in school, we've been looking at our marking policy now called our feedback policy. So looking at the chapter at marking, we've recently considered how we can use whole class feedback and live feedback to, in lessons to improve our time with the children and to make it more effective and particularly time effective. Um, the children do feel that they have more of an instant involvement and uh, rec recap in their learning so that they can move on quickly from it and it's uh, led to a more positive behaviour management by doing the live marking especially. Um, adapting something that I've read to fit into my own class, I think I'm going to be looking at my class rules um, and expectations and using the Marzano four key rules as part of my key rules and expectations. They're very to the point, like the fact there's only four of them. Sometimes you can have a lot more, so it's good to be to the point um, with those. And also on, in chapter uh, page 85, the front loading the um, my expectations um, and making sure that I know I narrate and model and train my class without compromising the content of their lessons. Um, it allows me, it's allowed me to really just refresh and rethink about my strategies. Even after all these years, you've got to kind of um, make sure that you you adapt to change the needs of the class. This class that I'm having in, in um, a couple of weeks time, our class that I had for a few weeks when they were in year three, but I know that they will be very different from there and I will have to change my expectations to suit the needs of the class and I look forward to using some of the strategies that Sam has written about so clearly in the book. Um, has it definitely, It's definitely made me more confident in how I teach um, thinking about the fact that there are a lot of things I already do. Our curriculum is very uh, linked to Rose and Shine's uh, principles and the things that I already employ in the class, but also the fact that I am reinforcing the things, the good things that I do, but also looking at from the book and thinking there are certain things that I can improve on and that I will implement into the class as I, um, as I start teaching again in a couple of weeks' time. It's really given me food for thought about improving my own approach um, when deciding on um, dealing with, with behaviour situations in the class. Um, the, the bit I absolutely love just to, to, to end on is the fact that uh, on page 109, when it says assumption is the mother of all stuff-ups, I, I really thought that was really clever because you think about, you, you do assume that staff 
can and know and will know how your school works and the systems and the processes but actually um are they sometimes they do need a, a refresh and they do need a reboot so i think that's that will be the next stage forward and and i will definitely be giving my copy um to of the book to my uh, to my colleagues in the senior leadership team and hoping that they will be able to um, use it and it's as beneficial for them as it as it will be for me uh, so yes thank you very much you're listening to from page to practice join the conversation on twitter using hashtag page practice podcast just to show how we really welcome everyone here on from page to practice we go from someone with multiple decades of experience to someone just beginning their pgce here's simon Hi, I'm Simon Hazel and I'm a student of the University of Northampton, currently doing a PGC in primary education. I'm here today just to throw in my opinions on the Behaviour Manual by Sam Strickland. As a student without a massive amount of school experience, the idea of behaviour management is very daunting. It's easy in concept to pick up lessons and plan for those and get ready with lots of resources and implements and tools to to teach and to get the children excited about learning and different things but the thought of behavior and going into a brand new class without knowing any students without knowing the environment as a whole it just it just seems overwhelming this book breaks that down so brilliantly just in small steps and small pieces just to make you think that actually it's not that difficult This book was initially suggested to us by a lecturer who happens to know Sam Strickland and um, I thought I've got to pick this up somehow and so I got to the library, requested them that they got it from somewhere and started to have a read when it came in. It's brilliantly broken up into three sections. First one being for senior staff, your head teachers and such. The second point being for sort of subject leads and those leading certain environments assemblies for example and then the third section being the day-to-day running of a class it was brilliant that it was broken down page by page into just individual pieces it's not this overwhelmingly large text that you have to spend hours and hours on you can pick it up pick a page and go through it as a student you're so used to picking up volumes and journals and things that just are generally a difficult read that you've got to pick up reference and go into depth with this breaks it down perfectly into small chunks that are easy to pick up that you don't have to labor over or really pick and choose what's right and what's wrong it just it's easy it's a brilliant way to to look at things What I love so much is that not only is it just the information, but also there's warnings and advice to it as well. So the flip side of the suggestion and then also how to put it forward in in good ways to your class. Going through it, it really got me thinking about areas I've not even thought of before. First one being a page on warnings and how many warnings you should give, which looks at whether it's the right thing to do if there's three strikes and you're out but imagining that you have 30 children each one gets 
three warnings, then that works up to 90 warnings. And it could be a single lesson. It could be in a 10 minute thing. It's brilliant to look at and think, oh, is warnings the best way to go about it? What's the consequences? What are the unintended consequences? And looking at the approach and warning system that doesn't lead to a massive workload for you. This book also doesn't focus on a strict or a soft approach. It balances them both and also looks at ways that you can communicate within the class. Two things I love a lot are the I, we, you and then the think, pair, share talks. It's the first one being the teacher shows what they're doing or has a conversation. Then the whole class works together on that. And then it goes to individual. So I, we, you. I think it's a really good way to look at individual lessons, but also to look at small concepts or questions and to get the lesson started, but also to get the lesson finished in those ideas. It's really useful to think about how you might be questioning a class with this. Do you keep it closed questions or make it more open and ask lots of questions in a short go? Do you do one, pass it to a class and then bring it back? Or do you ask a series and pass it round the children and each one have a go before bringing it individually and then back to the task? It gets you thinking on the different opportunities and the different possibilities. Think, Pair, Share also follows this great concept of thinking individually working then together with a pair and then coming as a whole. So that could work brilliantly with the we. And things like that you just don't think about or don't picture before picking up the information. What's been useful is that you expect so much from your lectures and you get you only get so much time to have them, to listen to them and to reflect on them. Books like these just build on that and engage you in ways that reading a PowerPoint or talking with others might not. It's a helpful little thing to pick up on the bus or in between in between lectures, lunchtime, things like that, where it's just a quick read, grab a page, have a look and, and think about interesting ways to approach different situations. While the main part of my focus has been on the section three, um, the focus on, on teachers in the classroom, a big area for it was section one, a guide for leaders. It was really interesting to go through this part and actually see how different schools run or how systems within the school should look or how they do look or or things that might change the way it looks. Some of these areas like staff training or the open door approach or even uniform are really a unique way to look at different schools and how they might approach the leadership team or how the leadership team might approach teachers and the school in general. It really opens your eyes to not possibly your own area of school, but other areas looking at secondary or or university and looking at the pieces that build them. Overall, I think this is a handy little book to just keep around, have a read of, keep peeking into and picking up information that you might have forgotten or is completely, in my case, brand new. Um, it's a great book to have with you and just refer back to or pick up in small pieces. Again, it's not this big, heavy Bible of sorts. It's got lots of information, but in concise, clear points that doesn't overload you or bring too much on top of what workload we already have.
It's definitely a book I'm pleased that the library has now got, but also something that I will buy myself and suggest others to buy too. This book's really going to help me get ready for my placement in a couple of weeks and prepare me for the classroom itself. Because you can't really teach a lesson or a subject when you don't have the behaviour right. That's got to come down first. You've got to get a look at the class and see how they react and act to you and your place within the environment before you can get to the learning, before you can get to the next steps. If you'd like to follow me and my PGCE journey, follow me on Twitter at Simon underscore Edward underscore H. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag Page Practice Podcast. And today's next reader contribution comes from Stephen. Hello, my name is Stephen Cox. I currently work for the Newton Schools Group in Qatar. Um, I'm just here to review Sam Strickland's new book, which is called The Behaviour Manual. Um, I got to know Sam quite some time back now, and I like to think I got to know him before he became famous. Um, I visited Sam at his school in Northampton, um, and he also came and visited the school, Keithley Academy Langley, where I worked previously. So a bit about his new book. Um, For me, it was the section for senior leadership and what he refers to as the mothership. For me, that was sort of the most important section that I sort of took away from. I think one of the important sort of takeaways and what I got from Sam's book was how SLT are all responsible for behaviour and that behaviour comes from the the head. Um, I've seen it before where schools um, designate a member of SLT and their job is to do with behaviour, where actually it is a whole team aspect and also predominantly coming from the head. So I found that um, a helpful one for them. Um, And also just the fact that behaviour needs to get, um, behaviour just needs to be got right first really, I think that's that's the key one. Um, There's lots of other things that you could introduce in schools, there's lots of great teaching and learning stuff and all the rest of it. Um, But Sam very much makes the case that, you know, if you get behaviour right, um, your staff well-being will increase. Uh, staff retention, that's going to be more likely, and just the way that your school is going to be perceived. So it really is something key uh, and something that needs to be a priority and the first thing tackled, really. Um, And then these other things can come into line as well. Um, I think one of the sort of sayings that Sam talks about in his book is about how teachers can teach and students can learn. Um, This is very much my experience when I worked at Q3 Academy Langley. Uh, The school was very set up that with all the systems in place, that the most inexperienced and the most nervous teacher was still able to teach. And more importantly than that, is that a student in that classroom could be taught and learn something. Um, Sam goes also on to the warm strict, which we sort of covered before you know, when people have looked at Douglas Mov and stuff like that. Uh, but that's a really important aspect when it comes to behaviour management and you were trying to cross between, you know, the, the relationship side and also the rule side as well. And, and Sam points that out as well. I think another thing Sam talks about is basically as a head teacher, um, how you deal with behaviour. Uh, makes or breaks your reputation with your staff. Um, And that's really important. That's quite a challenge. Um, But obviously something that you get right, that is going to make a huge influence on the staff who are really important to your team. So I really liked how Sam sort of talked about that and highlighted that. Um, Also sort of talked about things like ethos and routines. Routines, as we know, are really quite important. and, And lots of schools and lots have been written on that. 
Sam and his sort of sayings, one of which is you, we, you promote what you permit. And for me, that's a little bit haunting in the sense that if I let something go by permitting it, I'm now actually promoting it. And I think that's for all of us, really. It's a challenge. Um, and as I say, looking at this section for school leaders, then that's particularly. Another thing that Sam talks about is visible leaders. And again, my experience at Q3 Academy Langley, if you do go there, and I really strongly go and visit and go and see what's going on there, but what you'll see is every senior leader will come out of their office at break time and lunchtime, and they'll go on duty. Not that the staff on duty don't have to do anything. That's not the point. The point is the high visibility, and they'll be out at every changeover everywhere. And that's just something that their head teacher, Peter Lee, introduced, and that's the expectation for all his SLT. And I think, you know, it really is a game changer when staff see, seeing leaders out of their offices, um, that really is going to improve the relationship with staff. And, and I thought that was really good how Sam explained that and brought that out. Um, I think there are lots of other things that, that are talked about. I'll sort of mention um, things like how many warnings you should have, mobile phones, what should do those, centralised detentions, lineups, isolation rooms, all these sort of things. But for me, what sort of came before that was, was what Sam was talking about in a sense of um, the behaviour and the culture in the school and where senior leadership take responsibility for that. But Sam also gave some, you know, some uh, ways in which that that could be done and successful sort of techniques or just uh, actions that people could take that would make a difference. Um, for the rest of the book, I think it's really good. Um, the section, obviously, at the end for teachers on how to uh, classroom manage, basically, those are really good ones. And I know lots of like ECTs or, or different um, inexperienced teachers are going to look at that and take those and want to do those. Um, but I sort of come back to my my um, first point, really, and you know, I thank Sam that he started his book in this way. What 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 I don't want is for someone to be working in a school where, because they're a successful teacher in the classroom in a sense of behaviour, they're the ones that are bucking the trend for the rest of the school, as it were. Um, I think it's really important that that there is an expectation placed on leaders, there is a responsibility that's taken by those leaders, and they can then set the circumstances to make them do. Now I know there are many successful schools, and this is all being done. But I really liked how Sam used this as a start of his book rather than just giving a survive your first year type um, type behavior book. So I think it's a really important book for senior leaders. I would strongly recommend that they read it. They will get lots of ideas. They get lots of questions that they need to discuss together and to, to work out. Um, but I really enjoyed reading Sam's book. And it's a really good book to read. Thank you listening to from page to practice join the conversation on twitter using hashtag page practice podcast and today's final readers are dave and rhiannon hi i'm dave tushingham and i'm a lead practitioner in a school in bristol hello my name's rhiannon rainbow and i'm school improvement lead for the greenshaw learning trust and this week we've been reading the behavior manual by sam strickland and and something that, that really sticks out straight away in my mind um, is, is the importance of some of the messages um, in here, especially uh, for people starting um, a new academic year and wanting to set those um, routines in place and to um, secure the, the consistency to support um, students in um, in their academic studies and, and, and beyond. And um, 
and it's just something where reading this book, I saw a lot of links from the the episode previous um, that people may have listened to from Phil Naylor and Naylor's Latter, and 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 we talked um, about the behaviour section um, in in that too, and some of the things that that are really consistent in the messages that I'm seeing is is just the idea of um, making sure that that you have. Um, consistent expectations within the classroom and you're really con- clear and concise um, about what that looks like and the language that you use then is so important um, in order to to support students to reach that high expectation that you have. Um, the, the the chapters or, or the sections particularly that we looked at within this book, um, I looked um, myself first of all at the uniform um, sort of section that, that talks about uniform and and the idea of considering the purpose, and it just made me think about all of the other rules and routines we have, and um, and what the purpose of those are, and and connecting to Phil's session again, um, the idea of narrating and teaching that behaviour, and explaining why those rules and routines are in place, um, support the students to understand um, not only how to behave, but um, why their behaviour is um, is the best way to to behave to support their their academic learning and 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 beyond, as I say. Um, Something that came out of the book for me was the the importance of, um, of of using a script, the importance of rehearsing, the importance of planning, um, just like you might do um, with the lesson and the content that you're going to teach, um, to, to be planning how you're going to support students in their behaviour for rehearsing the scripts that you might use so that the students are really clear on what's expected of them and, and that being consistent through the, um, the setting that you might teach in. Um, the, just the importance of that, but also ideas of, of how you might achieve that um, came through the book. So it really got me thinking about what I want to do now, um, it, as, both as a classroom teacher, but also um, as, as a, a sort of a middle leader or a lead practitioner. It got me thinking about some of the things we could do to support our staff and our students. And you're absolutely right, Dave. It's, it's, it's at this time of year, it's very easy to start the new year and just assume, yeah, we'll just carry on with everything as it was last year, forgetting that just like, just like when we're driving, bad habits will creep in or there's six weeks over the summer holidays and it's that reset and that refresh and that reminder, not just for, for staff who have been there and done it previously and for students who are moving up to the next year, but also making sure that we haven't forgotten the new staff that are coming in and the new students that are coming in, not just the new intake, say if you're a secondary school, your new year sevens, but also those students who would have joined midpoint through the previous academic year that wouldn't have had the same um, messages and routines and, and, and everything else um, started off for them fresh with everybody else at the same time. So it means that the tone is just able to be set for everybody all together. So there's that shared understanding um we're all everybody's using the same vocabulary to articulate it and pull together and 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 talking about scripts and then I'm thinking you know it's it's making sure that the whole school community is doing that and if everybody's doing that training and and and, and talking about it and practicing it and, and making sure that it's done then it, thinking back to our session with Angela Brown and 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 how we are making sure that um, 
other support staff that might come in contact with students as well understand the what, how and the why and and how it's being communicated with parents when when we're talking about that aspect. But also, you know, Adam Boxer, he is um, he talks a lot about scripts. And I know he's he's mentioned in tweets and in, in our podcast session as well about the he 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 scripts and he practices things all of the time, even when it's giving people feedback from an interview, because that means that there's consistency and equity of message and effort for every single person. And that it, this stuff's really important. So the more we think about it and we're conscious in our thinking about it and how we're expressing and articulating it, just the easier it is for everybody to understand and to pull together. Um, and I know we, it was discussed in one of our leadership sessions as well, wasn't it? I think it was Matthew Evans who was who was talking about that aspect too. So you're right, Dave, it's the start of the year, start of academic year and, and going back to basics on something like this. Or for some, it might be revisiting it and refreshing it. For others, it might be starting it afresh, either looking at what you're doing in your own context in classroom and the influence you're able to have or an area you're leading on and what you're doing now or what you're planning to do in the future. But it's it's a really difficult thing to talk about, but a really important one that we do and we don't just assume it. So I uh, just, it's absolutely cracking book. Uh, really appreciate other people navigating some of these more challenging conversations because it helps us to, to have an opportunity to talk about it, use the language of it, uh, and and frame it with with each other as well as colleagues and professionals and and, and within um, our educational circles. I totally agree, and and it's um, just the, the way the book's laid out as well. It works really well, and it's going to work really well for me across the the course of the year as a dip in and out um, book where I. I think of a specific scenario that I might be struggling with or a specific aspect of behavior, which I, I maybe need to support somebody with. And, and it just, um, it's just say, set out in, in a way that, that you have have a, a double page spread where you have some key considerations, a warning um, and, and some advice um, along with just a little a, a little paragraph or two explaining um, sort of what this might look like for us. And and um, and it's um, and it's all sort of evidence led as well. So it really sort of fills you with confidence that you're then um, doing the right thing. Um, Sam explains really well. There's a quote that um, that I'm reading here. If your expectations are a mystery to the pupils, then you cannot expect them to behave and respond to you in a manner that you want. And and I think that's possibly what I spent five minutes at the beginning of this um, saying. And and it just again um, sort of highlights how concisely and, and how well written this book is and how important the language is for getting a message across because I think that's that's quite simply um what what we need to do with um with behavior here. And 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 another part um which just talks about a simpler approach to lessons and keeping your approach to lessons simple, especially at the start of your lesson, can make a huge difference to your pupils and Sam talks about the idea of training on lining up but it's just that um I, I said the word consistency so much today but um it's, it's just that that consistent approach which means students know where they are know what um they they need to do in order in order to achieve and um and this book just gives you so many starting points and so many ideas in a really succinct and, and easy to read way 
And I think you've said consistency so much because it absolutely is key, isn't it? Especially when we're talking about something like behavior. But as you said, it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's a behavior manual and it's it's written to be helpful, supportive and, and impactful for people who really want to, to make a difference and, and look at other things that they could do, but also that are short on time. And that's why the conciseness of his writing and the structure that you've just mentioned is, is I think, going to be really helpful to people for that. So hugely grateful that he's taken the time to do that and um, so that we're able to to have a look and, and to talk about it and, and do what we're doing today. So, yeah, great choice of section as well, Dave. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for, for listening and, and for your time. And, and Sam, thank you very much for writing it. You're listening to From Page to Practice. Join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag PagePracticePodcast. Thanks everyone for your contributions today. The next three episodes lined up are Teach Like a Queen, How Teaching Happens and What Every Teacher Needs to Know. Contributing is really easy. There's guidance on my website and I've also tweeted a thread about it today. As ever, your ratings and reviews on platforms like iTunes and Spotify are really appreciated and also needed to help others find us. You can also help with the book fund at buymeacoffee.com forward slash fptppod. See you in two weeks. Bye. You've been listening to From Page to Practice. Don't forget to join in the conversation using hashtag page practice podcast. Alternatively, to suggest a book or article or volunteer to contribute to an episode, visit learninglinguist.co.uk forward slash page practice podcast. Thanks go to Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com for use of the tracks Cheery Monday and Fuzzball Parade, which are licensed under Creative Commons.